0: Hey there, I'm Laura Banky an expectation busting coach, speaker, writer, and storyteller. And I have a question for you. Are you ready to get real? Are you ready for real conversations with real women about real lives that defy traditional norms? Well, then you're in the right place. I spent 16 years in television as a sports anchor and reporter. That was 16 years of trying to look and be perfect, 16 years of hiding what my life was really like, the ups and downs the unmet expectations, the things I thought I should be doing by a certain age. But I discovered that when we give ourselves permission to tell our stories, we help other women to do the same. We shine a spotlight on each other. So this is where we share our truths. This is where women from all different perspectives, paths, and backgrounds gather to redefine what it means to be a happy and successful woman right now. There's the life you thought you would have, and then there's your life actually. This is where we celebrate the actually. This is the Life Actually Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Life Actually Podcast. I'm Laura Banke, and this, this is episode one. Oh, I cannot tell you how excited I am just to say those words. The Life Actually podcast, episode one. This has been a long time coming, and I am just thrilled to finally be unleashing it out into the world so that we can share our stories, we can connect with each other, and we can get to know some really amazing and incredible women. So who am I? Who is this crazy person who just unleashed this podcast onto the world? Like I said, my name is Laura Banke. I'm a former TV sports anchor and reporter, and now I work with women as a coach, a speaker, a writer, and I work to empower them, helping them embrace and love and accept their unique life path because let's all be honest, there is no one way to live a life. And the way you may have thought you were supposed to do it, odds are it hasn't quite gone that way. And that's okay. That is how things go. That is life actually. And that is why we have this podcast, a chance to share our stories, to be able to connect with other women. And when we share our stories, What we actually do is allow other women to give themselves permission to share their own stories as well. By putting the spotlight on ourselves, like I say in the intro, we also shine a spotlight on each other. That's just how it goes when you share our stories. It is a beautiful thing, and it's something that we're just beginning here on the Life Actually podcast. It's also really important to share our stories because many of us have not been exposed to a deal of different ways to live a happy and successful life. I look back to my own experience. I grew up with parents who fully supported my ability to do anything I wanted in my life. I have a younger brother, and they raised us to be equals. Whatever he could do, I could do, and vice versa. I was never pressured to have a family, to get married, to have children. They certainly wanted those things for me, but it was not something I was told I had to do, certainly not by any given age. They wanted me to be happy. They wanted me to be successful. They wanted me to follow my dreams. And so that's what I did. I knew I wanted to be in TV. I knew that is where my path was. And I dove right in, never looked back, worked really, really hard, and made my way up to some pretty exciting markets and some pretty exciting jobs, but I turned 30 and all of a sudden I looked around and realized this isn't quite what I expected. I had done everything my parents told me I could do and yet in some ways I still felt like a failure. But here's the thing, while they were telling me all of the amazing things that I could do with my life, the visual I had wasn't quite the same. You see, my parents met when they were 20 years old. It was my dad's 20th birthday. They were married at 23 and 24, and they had me when my mom was 27, which is later than they'd planned because it took a little while to get pregnant. Here I was in my 30s, and I had none of that. The only visual I had of how to live a successful and happy life was so far from my own. So when we share our stories, what we're really doing in a way is we're peer mentoring each other. So many of us do not have enough examples, enough examples to set our own course by. So that's why we share. That's why we are here to provide an example for each other. So why did it take so freaking long for this podcast to launch? Because here's the thing. I started the Life Actually Company in July of 2019, but before I even had the idea for the Life Actually Company, I had the idea for the Life Actually Podcast. That is how all of this began. So how is it now, March of 2021, and we finally have episode one happening? Well, life. (laughs) Basically, life happened. I went through a ton of ups and downs since that launch. Uh, we lost my father-in-law and my father. And it's, it's been a journey. It really has. And I, I needed to put certain things aside so that I could focus on things that were more important in that moment. And I always knew this podcast was waiting. I always knew there was time to tell our stories. I knew when I was ready, I'd be able to pick up exactly where I had left off. So here we are, and it's all part of my story. And I want to share some of that story with you today so you have a little better idea about who I am, where I'm coming from, and why I have felt so compelled to start the Life Actually podcast. So as I mentioned, I spent 16 years as a TV sports anchor and reporter. That was my dream job right out of college. That was my dream career. It is what I thought I would do for a very long time. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, And yes, I knew about sports. So for anyone wondering out there, I did. And I loved sports. It was my life. Uh, I made it all the way to the number one market in the country. That's New York City. I spent the last seven years of my career in New York, and from the outside looking in, it it looked like I had a pretty fantastic life. And I did. I I had a good job. I was making a decent salary. I could enjoy and thrive in New York City. I had an apartment that overlooked Central Park, which I really had no business having, but I somehow ended up with it and I was not complaining. It was incredible. I had wonderful friends. I had a very supportive family. And should have been happier than I could have ever imagined. But instead, I was miserable. Most of that time, I was making myself miserable because of the one thing I didn't have. And that was a boyfriend, a husband, a partner, a relationship. I was completely single. But I wasn't just single. I had never actually had a significant relationship in my entire life. I dated, of course, uh, but I had never gone on more than three to four dates with any one guy. I never had anyone I could call a boyfriend. I never introduced anyone to my family. And I was in my thirties. And to me, that was my biggest secret, especially being on TV where looks and perception is everything. I lived in constant fear of that secret getting out. I lived in fear about how people would judge me if they found out that I had never had a significant relationship. Not that I was just single, but that I had always been single. I was embarrassed and I was ashamed. Not for anything that I had done in my life, but I was ashamed for what I hadn't done. And in a society that celebrates couples that celebrates love, that celebrates the way you are supposed to live your life, I felt like I had completely missed out. I certainly battled moments of depression. I began seeing a therapist shortly after getting to New York, which therapy is something I cannot recommend enough for anyone. I pushed away some friends and family. It really affected my work life. All in all, I was just a very unhappy person. And it got even worse after my 35th birthday. Now, when I turned to 30, didn't bother me. It really didn't. It didn't bother me very much. But 35, on the other hand, that was scary because suddenly 40 seemed so close and I was panicked about not being anywhere close to where I thought I should be at this point in my life. And while I'm now 41, I I made it past 40. Like The world did not end, 40 is great, but when you're approaching it and you don't have all of the things you think you should, it becomes this big, huge, scary number that just seems to be coming at you faster and faster. So a few months after that birthday, I needed to get out of New York City. It was March, it was cold, it was still probably snowy and just not a fun place to be. And I knew I needed a break, but here I was 35 and single Most of my friends, if they were going to travel and go on a vacation, they had a partner to do it with. Uh, I also had a crazy schedule being in TV. It just never worked that I had anyone to be able to travel with me. So I decided to go on my own. I booked a trip to Mexico all by myself. It was the second solo trip that I had done. The first also to Mexico was a few years earlier. And I had spent that trip. It was a great trip, but I spent that trip thinking about all of the reasons that I was there alone. And I felt sorry for myself that I was there alone. I still enjoyed it. It's Mexico, but it was not the relaxing and carefree vacation that this second one was shortly after my 35th birthday. This time, I approached it differently. I approached it differently without even realizing it. It may have been that I was just so desperate to get out of the winter, and get down into the sun, because I allowed myself to get so excited about this trip as we led up to it. I allowed myself to start planning. What was I going to do? What was I going to wear? Anything that I could think of. And I got to plan all of this for just me. And as I started thinking about that, and as I started planning what I wanted to do, I started to really appreciate what I had under my own control. So I arrived in Mexico ready to do whatever I wanted to do for myself. I went to bed early. I worked out every morning. I was one of the first people out to get the good lounge chairs by the pool. That was the type of vacation I wanted. That was the type of vacation I needed. And that's the type of vacation I was able to give to myself. And it was so freeing. To do something that was completely for me and that I realized then I could enjoy so much, even if it was just me. So I took that attitude home with me, back to cold New York, but I didn't necessarily know what to do with it. I was still pretty miserable that I was single. I was still questioning so much about myself. A few weeks later, though, I went out to San Francisco to visit my brother, my little brother, who had been married for several years at that point and had his first child. He now has three. I love my brother. I love his family. It was always a very difficult thing, though, to see my younger brother take all of these steps, all of these steps that I wanted so badly for myself, to take them all before me, but I was trying my best to let that go and to just enjoy Time with family. So I got out to San Francisco for a long weekend of just some good quality family time. And I'll never forget that Saturday morning. We woke up, put the baby in the stroller, and headed out to grab some coffee. And it was an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous morning. Not a cloud in the sky, the bluest blue, nice and warm, but not hot. Just uh, one of those magical, perfect spring days, California style. And we were walking through the marina. If you're familiar at all with San Francisco, it's a very it's a very pretty area and uh, right down by the water. And we were walking through that neighborhood and I just couldn't, I could not help but smile and be happy because it was a gorgeous day. I was spending time with my family and I was walking through an absolutely beautiful city. And as we were walking back to their apartment with our coffee in hand, we were walking down one of the streets in the marina, and I saw this woman approaching us, an older woman, probably in her 80s, and she was all by herself. And she was walking towards us. And as she's walking towards us, she had this huge smile on her face. Because I'm sure she felt the way that I felt. It was a gorgeous day. She was looking around, just smiling and seeming to enjoy her own company. Now, I don't know who this woman is. We did not say anything to each other. We did not even make eye contact when we passed. So I don't know her story. I don't know what was really going on for her. But I allowed myself to start creating one for her. And I looked at her and thought, this woman is single. This woman is by herself right now, walking through the streets of San Francisco. And she looks happier than anyone I've seen in a very long time. And all of a sudden, this, this switch flipped in my brain. And I started to realize, well, maybe that could be me. What do I mean by that? Well, what if I moved to San Francisco? What if I never have children and I don't have a partner, but I moved to San Francisco and I can be close to my brother and his family and I knew there that they would have more children. I could be the best aunt ever. I could live in a beautiful city, in a beautiful neighborhood. If I worked really hard and and continued to earn a salary that I could save money and build towards my own future... I could make all of that happen and then it's like the floodgates opened and all of a sudden I was allowing myself to imagine this future that I had control over that I could build for myself because up to that point, I had looked at a future as being one that involved a husband and children, family life, Laura married. That was not Laura alone. It was Laura married. Anything that happened in my future was based around that, that future that you daydream about, that you think about all the time, that that gives you hope for what is to come. It all centered around that family that I didn't have. So when I looked around at the life I did have and the fact that I wasn't even dating anyone, that future, if it continued like that, Didn't exist. That future in my brain was a complete void. How terrifying is that? No wonder I was miserable. I wasn't even giving myself a chance to envision happiness that could possibly lie ahead if things never changed for me. So that was a turning point for me. That was when I began to realize the possibilities. Not just realize, I gave myself permission to begin to think about the opportunities that could lie ahead regardless of if I ever met anyone, regardless of if I had a family, that there was still a future that could possibly exist. And it was up to me to be able to make it better and better and better. Six weeks later, I met my husband. Now, I do not share that part of this story to say, I had to go through this transformation and once I did, I met my husband and you can too. That is not the point. That's just a caveat, (laughs) a little part at the end of this story. And it's not even the end. It was just, it's the beginning of everything else that has happened since then. But that permission that I gave myself to have a future, to build something for myself, allowed me to let go of so many of the feelings and the fears that I had about being single. It helped me approach dating in a way that wasn't out of desperation, but was about something I wanted. I didn't need it. I wanted it. So when I met my husband, I'm pretty convinced now that he is the first person I ever dated who actually met Laura, who actually met me, didn't meet the me who was trying to be the perfect first date so there could be a second date so we could get married and live happily ever after. I was just me because for the first time in my life, I knew I wanted a relationship, but I didn't need one. So here's a little rundown of how exactly my life has gone by the numbers. I met my husband when I was 35 and a half. I had never had a boyfriend until I was 35 and a half. I then left TV just after my 38th birthday. That is the only career I had ever known. And I completely started over. I got married at 38 on a beach in Mexico I launched the Life Actually company at 39. I began an IVF journey at 40. It is still ongoing one year later, which means now I'm 41. And if I am lucky enough to become a mom, I will be 42 at least. This is not how I drew it up in any way, shape, or form. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay because this is my story. This is my experience and I'm proud of it because there's no one way to live a happy and successful life. And that is why we created the Life Actually podcast. That is why the Life Actually podcast is here. So starting with episode two, you are going to hear from some absolutely incredible women about their own unique stories. What you begin to learn is that every single woman has a story, every single one, no matter her background, her race, her ethnicity, her experience, no matter what, she has a story and each story truly matters. So this podcast will be a place to hear all sorts of stories because the absolute last thing that I wanted was to just talk to women who look like me. Because that's already the only thing that so many of us hear. We are surrounded by people who look like us and who have very similar experiences to us. But we deserve so much more than that. So our goal here at the Life Actually podcast is to bring a diverse group of voices into this space, a diverse group of voices to share their own diverse stories. And I hope you will enjoy hearing those stories as much as I have. The best part is that not a single one of these stories is over. Every episode, basically, we could end it with a to be continued. Because that's just like all of our lives. That is, that is how life goes. No matter where you are in your life, let's start sharing. Consider yourselves now officially part of this Life Actually community. We are so excited to have you here. Now let's share.